Are you looking for someone to help you with your roof, siding, and gutters projects? Look no further than CRC Renovations. Serving the Lexington and surrounding communities for over 20 years, this family-based company can help you with all of your exterior needs. Call the folks over at CRC Renovations at 859-327-3913. Again, that's 859-327-3913. Sean, I noticed your landscaping the other day looks fantastic. I hate landscaping. I know that you aren't a big fan of landscaping. Who did it for you? Well, it wasn't me. Well, I didn't figure. I contacted the guys over at Horizon Landscaping. Mike and Jimmy, they did an excellent job. And it was super affordable. Are they local? They are local. And you can reach them on Facebook by reaching out to Mike Wills, or you can call them at 859-274-6571. Again, that's 859-274-6571 for all of your landscaping needs. Well, I'm definitely going to give them a call. Thanks. The guys behind the From Corner to Corner podcast are diving deep into Montgomery County High School sports with the Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. Join us as we talk local high school athletics with your local coaches. Whether you're a student athlete or a screaming fan, this is the place to turn to get the inside scoop before the next big game. And now, it's time for the show with Sean Kuyper, Neil Payne, Adam Muncie, and Wes Crouch. And we are live from the Community Trust Bank studio on Maysville. This is the From Corner to Corner Coach's Corner presented by Community Trust Bank. Okay. Thanks for joining us live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors for making all of this happen. We have... <laughs> During this intro, you just... <laughs> Community Trust Bank, Kimsoft, Tutu Sweet Treats. CRC Renovations, Caswell Pruitt Realty, Southern Sweeties, Jacobs Auto Body, and Horizon Landscaping. While you're watching, go ahead and hit like on the Facebook or follow us on YouTube. Tonight joining us is Austin Maples, MoCo Athletic Director. Welcome to the show. Woo! Our second three-time guest. That's right. Well, you know. Three-time. Three-time. I mean, you know. But if we're going to have a three-time guest, we might as well go with the head man, yeah. the guy that runs MoCo Athletics. Uh, Sean, you do need to add to your notes. You need to tell our, our fine listeners to share the show out, too. That's true. That's true. Share the show out while you're doing that. So, Coach, as we're winding down fall sports, yeah. give us your, from the athletic director standpoint, give us your thoughts on our fall sports season. I mean, you can look at the scores, and if you're looking at scores only, it hasn't been great. Sure. Uh, but from a non-score, from yeah. you know, from the other perspective, tell us your thoughts on our fall sports. So if you're looking, you know, surface deep at everything with scores, you're probably going to see some, probably have a little disappointment, right? Uh, I think, though, that we've got to remember, so we just graduated our COVID senior class, and so you take a program like boys soccer who graduated 11 seniors, uh, and then we're a sophomore heavy across the board because of that. And so we had an opportunity for several of our kids to, to grow 
and kind of be thrust into greatness almost and ha take the chance to play some varsity competition that they may not have been able to do in years prior. Uh, and so I, I've been extremely pleased with the growth of our athletes. Uh, if you look at skill development uh, amongst each sport, I think that you'll see growth throughout the season. Uh, you know, surface deep wins and losses, I think, matter as a whole. But I think we also have to look at the fact that we're an education-based athletics department. Uh, and so we want to do the, the, the things the right way and make sure that our kids are growing in and out of the classroom. And we are doing those things. Good. So what are some of the bright spots that happened this fall? Well, so I think the first thing you look at is cross country had a tremendous season uh, with Ava and Drew making it to the to state and running this past weekend. I think those are some bright spots. I think you look at a, a kid like Noah Wallace on the boys' soccer side who uh, gets all region team uh, and breaks our school record with goals in a game against Paris. Uh, so we've had some individual bright spots. Uh, team team wise, uh, you know, it's it's not necessarily been the season that we've hoped for, but the, like I said, we've got a lot of young kids playing uh, at a level that they probably wouldn't have been doing uh, so early on, and I think it will bode well next year. Uh, we'll be real junior heavy, and I think so. There's a, some excitement there to build off of. Now, you know, boys soccer, of course, lost their lost their district championship streak. Sure. Uh, Why know, do you say that with a smile on your face? I mean, because I know who won. Why do you say that with a smile on your face? <laughs> well, now you're making me smile even bigger. Uh, but I say that because that streak had to end at some point. No, there was no class that wanted to be the class that that, that, that happened to. Sure. But it, but it was going to happen. I have no doubt that Coach that Coach Miles will have will have the boys, uh, you know, ready to go next year. And you talked about Noah Wallace. He actually was all state too. Yeah, um, sure. Was. So he had a tremendous year. Um, Let's talk about the elephant in the room, though. Okay. Um, what about our What about our football program? So I think with football, you look at a team who who came in with some excitement because of a new district. We got away from Scott County and Douglas. Uh, we're extremely sophomore heavy in that in football, and so it, the, the season didn't wrap up the way we hoped it would. Uh, so we're sitting at three wins. We head to North Oral. We still made the playoffs, which is a, a step in the right direction. Uh, I think that you now have a group of sophomores that have a ton of playing experience that they can build off of for next year. So the schedule will stay the same. We just kind of alternate home and away. We're in the second year of our, our contracts. Uh, and so we have the, the chance to kind of take the next step and move forward. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing that we can do is support Coach Kaba and work with him to, to, to bolster his staff a little bit and get some, some guys there to help coach. Uh, and that'll be part of my job and working with him to, to do that in the next next few weeks, months. So was that breaking news? Austin Maples back to the sideline as a staff <laughs> We just broke the news right here. Out of retirement, baby. <laughs> no, uh, I think my wife would kill me if, if I took on something else. Uh, but, no, part of my job as the athletic director is to, is to work with our coaches uh, and Miss Lawson to, to get quality coaches who are also teachers that we can get in the building. I think the more – coaches you can have in your building, the better it helps your culture as a school and culture as an athletics program. I would agree with that. So, you know, when you were talking about the bright spots, on the golf course, we had a pretty pretty phenomenal year, especially on the girls' side. Yeah, which uh, was. So, yeah, I mean, and they returned. I mean, they lost they lost several seniors on the girls' side. Absolutely. But, I mean, when you bring back a all-region player in sure. Maddie Easterling, uh, you bring back region coach of the year uh -huh. in Chris Spoonamore, uh, the boys had uh, – had two uh, two fellows that are coming back that both qualified sure. for state in uh, Coach Michael McCormick's first year. Uh, so 
while it looks like the, you, you said surface deep, you look at it, it's like, well, we didn't have that great of a year. Um, there were lots of bright spots. Uh, yeah, I think we have done a really good job um, trying to celebrate every success that we have. I think one of our social media through our, our athletics department between myself and Dustin, we try to push out as much positive as we possibly can. And I think, you know, compared to other schools around us, we do a really good job of trying to communicate those things. Uh, but, no, we've, if you look at the program as a whole, I think we're still in a, in a good direction. Right. So what will, just in general, our fall sports programs, before we leave fall sure. behind, what will they have to do going into next season to improve in your mind? Uh, I think the next step that we can take as an athletics department is to really look at our, our strength training. Uh, I would love to, you know, a bucket list item is to have a, a quality strength and conditioning coach that works with all of our athletes. I think that's really imperative to do some of that off-season work. I know Coach McCormick came up last week to look at the weight room, and so he's already making plans for some off-season type stuff. Just the overall development of our athletes, uh, and that's not just necessarily the skill set that they need for that sport, but just as athletes in general. Uh, I think you're looking probably at the next step for us as an athletic department is to move in that direction. What about attendance? How has, how has attendance been at our home games this fall? Attendance has been really well. Uh, and so, you know, volleyball brings in a crowd no matter what. Uh, Which is – and, and that's, that's because Coach Craycraft has built that culture there. Like, sure. uh, you know, it started a couple years ago when they made the run yep. to the Final Four, um, and the students really got behind that. Of course, it was, a, it was a very influential group of seniors there that, you know, Ella, that everybody knew and liked and got along with. So that really helped. Sure. But – I'm glad to see that that has continued past that season. Absolutely, and so our crowds have been really, really good. Football's deceptive because not a, very few sit in the bleachers. Right, everybody spreads out, and so football's really deceptive. But when we look at ticket sales and and the events that we do to try to bring some people in, like there's no better event than when the cheerleaders come in from their clinic. Like that draws a great crowd. Uh, senior night brought in a really good crowd, but our numbers have been really strong this fall. Uh, there's not a better night to be on campus when volleyball and soccer are playing at the same time and people float back and forth. Like, it, it makes for a fun atmosphere mm -hmm. that they can kind of meander between each sport, and it's really cool. So, totally non-Montgomery County sports question. Sure. Why isn't there a class system in soccer? That's a great question. Uh, I, I don't know the answer to that. Well, I would well, and the reason I ask is because – it, to my knowledge, in boys' soccer, there's only been two years that a school outside Lexington or Louisville have sure. won the state title, uh, Bowling Green mm -hmm. and Davies County a few years ago. Um, but so, especially on the boys' side, those private schools really have it locked down. I mean, Oh, 100%. Uh, St. X is always there. Dunbar's not a private school. They're always there. Uh, you know, you got Lafayette, you got Henry Clay, you got Trinity. You know, those programs in boys' soccer are – always always dominant mm -hmm. but you know you think the teams that Montgomery County has had in the past they've had state championship quality teams sure. and never been able to get over that hump because frankly nine out of ten times you're not going to beat a team like St. X right so you look at other states they've gone class systems in uh, sports like soccer we do that in football I mean you know for example Paris has a pretty good team this year I think they went yeah, nine and one good. yep how well you think they do against St. X in football well, no, they would they would lose, and so right. I think that people start getting real nervous when you start talking about classifications. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially on the basketball side, uh, I think people get real nervous and real tore up about talking classifications. 
Uh, I don't have an answer for you now. In the, it's not really been talked about in right. the three years I've been doing this. I've got one question better for you maybe is okay. why we're the 39th district in soccer instead of – or the 40th and everything else. Like I know there's not enough teams to yeah. have an extra district, but, you know, we could have just stayed the 40th. Right. <laughs> right. No, I mean, makes perfect sense. Sure. So uh, – but – I think that you would, and and again, this isn't. You can't answer this question. Yeah. This goes up to Julian Tackett and his and right. his posse. Wes, <laughs> Wes just got you a gift. He had the sound on full blast. Did he? Oh, yeah. What? Now everybody knows you're here. Nobody can see me anyway, so don't worry. About <laughs> so didn't Saint X have like four or five guys on the All State team? And they usually always. Do. I mean, that's nuts. But sure. You know, well, just it, it kind of goes to show you the success our boys soccer team has had. I think anytime you put you know the word county at the end of your school like we have, uh, I think sometimes people look look kind of down on you, like you're going to have ebbs and flows. And I don't think we've had a more consistent program on the boys side uh, than our boys soccer team. And you look at the success that they've had and the things that they've been able to achieve early on when soccer was in its infancy here in Kentucky. I think it's pretty cool to look at. Well, I mean, and you look, I mean. We've had a soccer program for 30 years, 35 years? Uh, this, is the, yeah. this is the 30th year. Okay. And we're only on our third coach. Like, yeah, I oh, think sure. just that alone, and you, we have the success. I mean, we have, we have state runner-ups. We have, you know, 14 straight district titles. Well, four or five straight region titles. This is our 40th year. 40th year, okay. okay. Even so, more impressive. 80, right. 40 years, three coaches. when they started. Okay. So, I mean, I think, in, in, like, I say all that to say that they didn't have the season. You know, boys soccer, girls soccer, volleyball, they didn't. But they've had tremendous success Absolutely. recently. And, sure. and and you just hit on, you know, county, mm-hmm. at the, you know, ebb and flow. It would be unreasonable to expect a county school, even sure. one that's the only show in town, to – put up those kinds of wins year after year after year without having a down year at some point. Sure. And so, I think that's why you've got to look at some other, you know, measurements when you're talking about success criteria. Uh, you got to look at growth of your program. You know, are you going out there and competing every week, uh, competing every match? You're going to be outmatched some nights, but if you're there and you're competitive and you have instilled this idea that we can go out and win any night that we choose, I think that's where you find success. Well, and I really like what, and Adam is uh, part of this, what Coach Mays has helped get started on the basketball side. Oh, for sure, yeah. Is it possible that we could incorporate our high school teams and our high school coaches with these other programs and do similar things in other sports? Oh, I think so. I think it's it's a goal that we task all of our coaches with is to become more active. Uh, You know, I – student taught at Corbin Independent and they have a very strong athletics department and you know looking at some of the things that they do and working with their youth and being active and involved uh, I think that it's fantastic and I would like to see that happen here Uh, we task all of our coaches to be as active as they can be uh, with our youth programs and those sorts of things and Patrick at Parks and Rec's always been willing to to allow coaches to come in and kind of do those things Uh, you know whether it's hosting youth clinics and so you bring in all those youth coaches and do some of that stuff I'm real excited about the uh, the basketball setup and the way that it's incorporating the elementary schools, I think it's really cool. Uh, they did that at where I went to school at Union in, in Knox County. They did that. That's how they run their 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 stuff. And it, it, one, it builds a sense of pride inside of that elementary school. Right. Uh, but two, it just kind of brings a, a county feel to the whole program. Right. You were going to say something, Adam. So just to kind of piggyback, sure. as an athletic director, like when you're interviewing these coaches, when you're bringing them in, like is that something you will bring up? Like, hey. 
every good program from youth league up. That's how you. That's how we want it to be. Yeah. So I'll ask them uh, what their experience is as far as working with youth and how they incorporate it into their programs and what their philosophy is on on youth uh, athletics and how they would intertwine themselves with the parks department. Uh, I ask how they work with, you know, and how they vision the middle school and feeding into their program. And so we have those conversations prior to hire. Well, you know, and I haven't had a chance to talk to Coach Craycraft. My daughter's in sixth grade. She tried out first time for a sport this year, and it was for volleyball. There were 30 sixth graders that tried out, I want to say maybe 12 or 13 made the team. But prior to sixth grade, female athletes have no opportunities to play volleyball. Right. So, like, I really think that's a missing area in this community. I would agree with that. I think that volleyball has grown exponentially in the la- even in the last five years that there is such an influx of it. You know, the one thing that, you know, if we're all dreaming on ways that, that you could possibly make things better, you know, it wouldn't always be a bad thing to have two middle schools so that you double your participants prior to high school. Right. Uh, you just think about the fact that you have a sixth, seventh, and eighth grade team and then all of a sudden you go from three teams to six teams because you have right. two middle schools and you have a chance to have more kids participate. Right. Do uh, we have enough kids to support two middle schools? I don't know. Uh, we have 1,100 kids in our middle school. It's a, it's a, it seems a like a lot. Middle school. Uh, you <laughs> I know, and, I, and I look at it strictly based on athletics. Like this is not any sort of academic mindset. This is me just kind of dreaming like how awesome would it be in order to have, you know, two middle school programs and double that those participation numbers. Well, I mean, but you look at a county like Clark mm-hmm. that had two middle schools for a while. Sure. And they've now they only have one. There's only one middle school. Right. Um, so I do agree that there is something to be said about that. But also, you know, kind of you take the mindset of high school as it's the only show in town. So, sure. so um, but I do think that we are missing some youth opportunities yes, uh, that hopefully we can we can improve upon because I think that's the only way we're going to continue to move our athletics forward. I agree with well, that. Adam, I mean, you, you coach in the middle school uh, ladies what? basketball. I, I, do. Middle school. I, I do. How many girls did you all have to kind of like turn away this year? Uh, so this is the first year at – this is the first year such that a, we've actually had to uh, make cuts, cut, cuts, however you want to say it. Uh, and that's that's part of the program that's being built at the high school. Right. Uh, those girls, your Hayden Barrier, your Allie Dillon, your Reganoni that we had in here. Right. They started kind of this trend. And then your Bailey Warner, Elaine Purvis, Laura Lee Horizon, that group kind of kept it going. And now, like, we're just keep building that. I don't right. know where it's going to end. And, and the reason I say that is is because continued growth, if it gets to the point that you're turning away 10, 15 girls every year, right. then you're like, man, we got to do something here. Like, what's what's it, the next it option? It was legit a numbers game this year because we didn't have enough jerseys. Sure. Yeah. Just, and you know how BSN works. Like, <laughs> if you don't have enough jerseys at the start, you're not getting them till the end of the season. Well, sure. I mean – He's probably like, yeah, I know how BSM works. We still are waiting on volleyball stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but so you know, we kind of we've we've kind of put a bow on volleyball season. Yeah, um, we're moving into our winter sports. They yeah, started absolutely. off October fifteenth. Sure. I mean, there's quite a bit of excitement about the hardwood. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. You hear people talk. You know, I don't know if you know this. Our boys. Have a new basketball coach. They do. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, if, don't know, if, you know if you heard that or not. No, but it's, it's, it's kind of like the Deion Sanders hype right, right here in Mount Sterling. <laughs> but so I was going to say, Coach Mace has brought some of that with him. And, you know, Absolutely. just the expect. I mean, 
but with that is expectations, and I sure. think I think he totally understands that. Uh, and you know, I mean, don't sleep on Dustin High and the girls' program. They got. I mean, right. you're talking about being in the re- region championship. Well, those girls years. sounded very driven last yeah. week when they were on Absolutely. the show. So. How excited are you for basketball season? I am. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, one, it's just a nice change of pace after coming mm-hmm. through the fall. Like it's a good, it's a good shakeup. Uh, and so we'll have a chance to preview our basketball programs next week on Thursday for Blue White Night. Uh, but I'm excited. There is no better atmosphere at times than a high school basketball game uh, when you bring in, uh, you know, a Paris suburban or a Clark for those district games and stuff. It's a great atmosphere. Um, and I'd like nothing better than the you know pack up, you know our, we seat forty two hundred people. I want forty two hundred people in there. Right. Like I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, and along those lines, like it, we also have a new band director who's gotten our band kind of back and sounding really good. He's so killing it. It's going to be a, a great atmosphere now on on Fridays and uh, any night of the week when we're having a basketball game. Like I think it's going to be one of the better shows in town. So I th- I would encourage anybody to come out and and watch our basketball teams and support them. Are, are we still uh, racking up the season tickets? I don't know. Sure. Coach Mays was, had a goal, and, and uh, Dustin said that we're having some big numbers on that. Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. And so our goal is to try to sell out both sides of those red chair backs and kind of give force our visiting fans to sit up top. Uh, and so we want to put our fans first. And so we uh, – it's uh, it's really funny with the chair backs. You know, we flipped home in the waysides last year, and I had a, an older lady come into the school one day unannounced, and she wanted to go down and look and pick out her seat. And so, like, there's always an excitement uh, to basketball, and it's it's a basketball state. Uh, and so I'm excited to kind of move there. I'm excited to see, you know, Coach Mays grow our boys' program and to see Dustin continue to build off the success that they've had. Well, and I mean, and it's indoors. Sure. I mean, I mean, don't have to worry about weather. It's going to be twenty degrees in the morning, right? When you're when you're when it's basketball season, you don't have to worry about that. No, you don't. Uh, And so you just kind of you make sure the weather's good to get get everybody there, and then uh, you know the good thing about outdoor sports is nobody can hear the fans complain. Then when you get inside, it's a little bit different. Right. We have really good fans, and very few problems. So as the athletic director, and there is you know all this hype coming in on you know like I said you got a girls program who's been to three straight region sure. championships they're they're senior heavy mm-hmm. um, you know you got two Division one athletes that are uh, that are going to be seniors this year on the team yeah absolutely um, and then you bring in a coach like Jason Mays mm-hmm. and uh, and and the the hype that is now on the boys side what is your expectation level for the basketball teams. So I want to see us be competitive uh, in the games that people don't think we're competitive in. Uh, everything starts with growth. I, it doesn't much matter how we start the year. Uh, what I care about is once we get to the end of the year, have we grown and become the best version of ourselves that we possibly can be. Uh, Coach Mays, I think, likes to joke and say that, you know, we're going to be the best 500-ball team in the state. Uh, I also think that he sandbags a little bit, but that's okay. Like, that's just <laughs> who he is. and uh, So I'll give him a hard time about that. But, but again, it goes back to, on my end, you know, evaluating a program as a whole is a whole lot more than wins and losses. Yeah. Uh, and so what does our player development look like? Are we growing, you know, not just the, the top five, but, you know, if we take the kid who's at the end of the bench and how have they grown and progressed from the start of the season to the end of the season? And if you can see that growth, then you're, you know your program's headed in the right direction. Right. I mean, you take a kid like Brecken Decker. Sure. Who – he got cut from sixth grade. Uh, sixth grade, and I mean, kids worked his tail off. Oh, 100%. percent. Um, you know, I told Coach Mays when he was on a couple weeks ago that if you, as a coach, if you had every player 
as dedicated and worked as hard as Brecken Decker, coaching would be the easiest gig ever. Oh, absolutely. And then Brecken's a whole lot smarter mm-hmm. than what you think he is, too, sometimes. Like, like a 4.3? Oh, yes. And, then <laughs> and a 30 is, on his uh, ACT? Yeah. And a 30 on the ACT. But his work ethic is fantastic. Yeah. And I think you can say that about a lot of the kids that we do have. Uh, and one of the things that I think we can hang our hat on is, one, we've got really good kids who have a great work ethic across the board. So – you know, the 10th region rankings on the boys' side came out this week uh, for individual players. Uh-huh. Brecken made top 10. Yes, he did. Um, Luke Fonz also made top 10. Did he? Brecken was 9. Luke was 10. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't see Luke on the Bre- list that uh, I saw. Brecken was actually 7, so make sure you – I mean – Oh. Well, you know, I think – Tyler, might, back be, back. Tyler might be throwing some, some shade out there. The list that you saw was from 10th region. 10th region.com, which we'll actually, we'll actually have him on in two weeks. Um, the list that you saw was, was Cat's Paws. Was Cat's Paws. Okay. Yep. Right. I was going to say, I saw, I saw a list. The list I saw from 10th Region, Brecken was the only player that made it. Uh-huh. And which was going to leave my next point is I think people are sleeping on some of the players that, that Montgomery County has. But a sure. lot of that is, you know, Luke was kind of, just kind of flew under the, the radar. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we have, uh, you know, we have a couple new players. That Ty are, Simpson. Ty Simpson uh, yeah, that is going to, I think catch a lot of people off off uh, guard. You do, and then I think you can't forget about Dawson Gentry. Yep, yep. Uh, who's got a ton of playing experience now in his you know young career, and so we've got some pieces. And I think the idea, and they've been working since summer, since we had our summer league. Like this team has been together now and is a really cohesive unit. And so I think people will be very pleased with the product that's on the court. And oh, go ahead. Go on. No, go. On. The cohesive unit, right? Sure. That's been a very common theme that we've heard across doing these interviews with all the sports. Yeah. The girls, the boys, the 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 soccer team, the uh, golf team, they're all like, man, we're like best friends. Sure. Because, we, you know, and it's – you can't teach that, right? You can't teach that. It's, it's nothing like having your brothers or your sisters – all together, and they're like, man, we hang out together, we do this. Right. And it's not just playing sports. And, you know, that's things that you hope that you get from your programs. And all of your coaches, I'm sure, have a big part in that happening. But but that's awesome to hear that kind of stuff. And, you know, Brecken talked about it when he was on here. The girls last week talked about it. Sure. They were all on the same wavelength. They're like, their goal is to – to knock off Clark County this year. That's their goal. Yeah, you know? I think, you know, that that's our goal every year in every sport that we play. Against them. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's that's If the they would just a, change districts, it'd be so much better. Right? <laughs> well, and, you know, I, you say that, but, you know, that, that's the fun of having a rival. No, and, I know. And having a rivalry, and it uh, amps it up just a little bit. And the fact that, you know, Mr. Toy's over there now, and uh, he's been here, and so there's a, you know, no – there's a good relationship there, uh, and it's a competitive relationship. The thing that's different about the Clark rivalry now is uh, when I was a student, and we've talked about this before, it's just you didn't know the kids at Clark. And so, like, when you cheered, you, like, they were the anti-student section, and so they, you, they weren't your friend. And so now when the game's over, everybody knows everybody because of TikTok and Snapchat, so they all go shake hands and stuff just like the team would after the game. Yeah. And so it's a real interesting vibe, and it's pretty neat. During the game, it's very contentious, and then right after, everybody's friends, and so it's pretty cool to see. So what about any major milestones? Do we have any players that are closing on the 1,000-point club or 2,000-point club or 10,000-point like? Do, sure. we, do, do, do we have any of those to look forward to this this year? Yeah, I think that – so we're we're growing on the girls' side especially. So, you know, we put up the 1,000-point boards last year mm-hmm. uh, to add add to some, some celebrations in the arena. Um, 
I don't know the number specifically. I trust, you know, Dustin Luker kind of keeps up with that sort of stuff. He, he already had it running for the girls, and so he picked up off the boys' side. Uh, but I think you'll, you'll see a continued growth there. Uh, I think we've got some coaches about ready to hit some milestones that we'll celebrate too, and I won't spoil anything there. Okay. But I think there's some stuff there. And so we'll have, we'll have tremendous, tremendous success, and we'll celebrate those things. So we also have – we also have wrestling that goes on in the winter. So we have so right now we've got boys and girls bowling. We've got That's archery. Right bowling, yep. Uh, archery's up and running. Archery's got forty two kids in the barn right now shooting. Uh, and then during their practice time, uh, wrestling, like you said. And so we've uh, we've officially added uh, girls wrestling to our, our our count. So they're not just you know splitting time with the boys at boys meets. They have their own championship now, and it's okay. sanctioned. Uh, and so we're up and running full swing, like every facility that we've got. Cheer region's coming up on November 11th, so they're in full swing. Uh, so every space that we have that's indoors is being utilized right at the moment. Right. So how are other teams looking? Are archery, bowling, and wrestling? Yeah, so we, we have a new uh, girls bowling coach and uh, Ashley Kofer, And so she just took over, and her and Leonard Littleton are, are kind of tandeming both of those teams. Leonard is kind of the instructional piece to that, and Ashley's the organizational piece to those things. And so I think you're going to see – you know, the boys' bowling team were state runner-ups last year. They were. And so I think that that success will continue. Uh, not that, you know, Leonard has to follow up in a, in a sophomore year to, to get things rolling, but he, he's done a really good job. Uh, archery's numbers are great. Uh, we've got some good young archers who have been say, in the program it, for quite a while. The 4-H program mm -hmm. has consistently put out fantastic uh, Right. And so archers. our archery program uh, is, is extremely competitive. Uh, what we're trying to emulate is, is, you know, Harrison County's archery tradition that they have and trying to build off some things that we've learned from them to try to improve our archers from a younger age and moving them on through. The great thing about archery is there's so many NASP events that we can do as a team. Uh, and then we've got great coaches. Scott Allen took over the archery program this year from Thomas Hall. He was an assistant. Uh, and you still have Chad who's there. And Chad you know, coaches an Olympic team, and Chad's got great knowledge. Uh, and so we've got two great teachers there that are able to, to help us out. Uh, wrestling should be real strong. So you've got Dax Hayes, who's our boys' wrestling head coach. Uh, Matt Stevens is going to be the girls' wrestling head coach, and he's the associate head coach for the boys' side. Uh, and so they've got a really strong group. They're going to have four home meets uh, for wrestling this wow. year, which is more than we've ever had. And so I'm excited to put that product. They'll be in the barn. Uh, I'm excited for people to come out and watch them. Uh, so we wanted to grow that program, and our, the numbers have vastly improved, and so I'm excited about that. Well, and uh, he's no longer a part of the uh, school district anymore, but Philip Detweiler right. just uh, made the, what was it, the Wrestling Hall of Fame? Yeah, he made the Coaches Association Wrestling Hall of Fame, and so that was a great honor for him. Uh, it would be nice if he would have told me about it until <laughs> I happened to see Diana's <laughs> post, but that's okay. Uh, so it was great, and I'm happy for him and the success that he's found. I was going to say, because you know he's a big part of the reason that our wrestling sure. program is uh, you know at the levels that yeah. it's at. So I didn't realize, and I should have, that we have – I mean, you think of winter sports and you just immediately think of sure. basketball, but we have a lot of students involved in winter sports. Yeah, and I would – I shouldn't leave off eSports. They just played in an invitational tournament. Uh, they, they were invited and kind of handpicked by UK. So Saturday uh, they were over during the UT game playing uh, at UK's eSport Lounge, and they uh, were runner-ups at this invitational tournament. They lost to uh, Henry Clay in the final game. But eSports is up and running, and they were undefeated up until that point. Uh, and so they've got another strong, strong outlook for them. Is that – are we a Rocket League esports? So we have – yeah, so our, our predominant team is Rocket League, uh, and then we have uh, a Smash Brothers team as well that, that tend to play. So 
I, I was Ball totally going to make a joke about uh, Mario Brothers, but yeah, that's the thing. So, Dutch Brothers. Rough guess. How many athletes do you think we have involved in our fall sports? I mean, our winter sports. Um, I would say around 150, probably by the time it's said and done, if not more so. Uh, that's a good question. I've been sieving through physicals all day today to try to get the <laughs> rosters ready. And so between physicals and drug consent forms and immunizations, trying to make sure everybody's uh, – the, the paperwork side of stuff today has kind of been my focus. I mean, you act like that you're busy. Just No. I uh, mean, you should be able to pull that number off <laughs> yeah. the top of your hand. So just a, just a little bit. Uh, and there's sometimes principal things that have to be done too here well, and there. You mean you have another job? <laughs> right. So – uh, but I was able to, to really sit down and kind of sift through uh, our roster. And I would invite anybody, speaking of time, one of the <coughs> things that we've done is we've added a, a piece to the athletic department called Event Link. Uh, and that gives us kind of a one-stop shop for all of our schedules and everything else. And it has a community aspect to that. So anybody in the town can log in and create an account and subscribe to all of the calendars of each team. Uh, it makes my job easy if we have to cancel an event. It's a one-button click, and it pushes it out to Twitter and Facebook, and every fan that's you know a subscriber is able to, to do those things. And so we're and trying. And to what's get, it called? It's called Event Link. And so we're in kind of the infancy stage. We've got kind of the schedules built, and so I can log in right now and tell you who's practicing when and where and for how long. And so it's a pretty cool program. Uh, it'll it'll build off that. We'll end up working to have a website through them and, and some things. So we're excited about those processes. And then we've got. Uh, we just partnered with Huddle to update our live streaming cameras and to do some stuff through through Huddle's cameras, and so I'm excited about those things. And so it'll make our coaches' lives much easier once we get those things up and running. It'll automatically, you know, the film will go directly to our Huddle accounts instead of having to upload it from another source and that sort of stuff. So we'll have Huddle cameras at football, uh, soccer, basketball, and volleyball, anything that's in the arena or on the, the turf, and so we're excited about that. Nice. So, question that's not Montgomery County sports related. Okay. Can Kentucky win another game and get bowl eligible? I think so. I think that their offense, I think, was much improved against Tennessee. They were still a step behind, but yeah. uh, I think that they can they can get at least bowl eligible. They do have Mississippi State. That's the first one that popped in my head I mean, was the Mississippi State game. Mississippi State would have to but be. But did Mississippi easy. State storm back and beat Auburn down like 20-something points the other day? But it is in Starkville. And that's one of the worst. That's like that's probably the armpit of the Southeastern Conference. I don't Starkville, think it will be easy, but I think they have a chance to, to be bowl eligible. I mean, we have well, we have Mississippi State, South Carolina, Alabama, Louisville left, right? Yeah, I think so. And three of the three of the four are on the road. Yes, Alabama's the last game. It's going to be tough. tough. I, I, I'm not as confident as you are. Sure, South Carolina. They kind of gave up though. Well, they, they don't have Michigan giving them their signs anymore. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, real quick, yeah, for casual fans, sure, people that just pick up the advocate, see, like, football team, their record right. is what it is, volleyball team, their record is what it is, basketball, basketball, whatever the sport is. Yeah. How would you, like, tell them, like, it's more than wins and losses. You've said that plenty. You've said yeah. it's growth. So, how are you judging these coaches, these teams based on – more than just wins, losses. So I think uh, I have an evaluation tool that I'll sit down with every coach uh, at the end of their season and go through. 
And it, it, so it's got a laundry list of things, you know, from communication aspects with players, parents, administration, to, to practices and organization. And, and so there is a, a large criteria. It's no different than a teacher evaluation. Uh, and so we'll sit down and I'll go through those with each head coach at the end of their season. And so once, you know, fall wraps up, I'll do that with each fall coach. Uh, and then I'm, I try to be around as much as I can, whether that's practices and games. And I try to be as attentive as possible and just through observation and looking at stuff. Uh, but, you know, for me specifically, as far as, you know, from a baseline, it's where, do we, where did we start the year? How did our players develop? Uh, what are the interactions like with that coach uh, to stakeholders, whether that's players, parents, community people, or anything like that? Uh, and how did we end the year? Um, you know, it, there's a big difference to me in, in being bad and being competitive and just being bad. And so where your kids vested and bought in to your program, where you vested and bought into the kids, where you staying positive when things were bad, uh, you know, where you being the critical when things were really good, you know, because there's always ways to improve. Uh, and so we'll look at all of those things. Uh, everything is, uh, is about teaching. And at the end of the day, we're an education-based athletics department, and we're going to continue to be that way. And so we want to kind of have a holistic approach. So are your kids doing what they need to do in the classroom? Uh, are you giving back to the community like I've asked you to do with one service project throughout the school year? Uh, and so we look at kind of the overall picture of everything. Wins is a piece of that. Losses are a piece of that. But there's so much more to that puzzle. We've got a comment um, by a um, Miss Lindsay Maples. Oh. Do you know who might know? Yeah, her. I do. You know who she is? <laughs> yeah. She said, tell him not to forget swim and dive. That is right. So Swim and Dive is up and running now. That's right. Uh, thanks, Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> Will, my son is a swimmer. Wives, what would we do without That's him? right. So Swim and Dive. Swim numbers. and Dive is a winter sport. So Swim and Dive is a That's winter sport. That's where you got through That's, off. Yeah, it is. And I met with Laney today. Sorry, Laney. We met for, for about 30 minutes. Let me tell you, she's the longest tenured coach. There is no doubt. How many years is that, Wes? No, no, this year would be 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> 15 uh, in a row, she's beat Clark. Yeah. So we've got uh, – Swim and dive, and they are their numbers have grown. Uh, it's something crazy, and so we're you know we've got pool space at Transy for dive twice a week. We're at you know College Park twice a week for our swim team, and the level of success that we've had, in this in the fact that we don't have our own facility is, is fantastic. And so uh, you want to talk about a great youth program? You look at the swim yeah. stuff that she does in the summer, which bleeds into Sailfish over yep. in Winchester, and that partnership, and it just carries on to the high school high school high school ranks. And we just had a young lady who. Uh, has has signed and she's going to have with a Division two school out of West Virginia uh, to swim and so I think that's going to be great. Awesome. That was, was Miss McCann, right? Yes, I thought yep. so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of excitement and you know to kind of piggyback off what Adam said, so easy for us outsiders to sure. look at the advocate or to pull up KHSA or listen to Dan and Ivan on the radio or go to games and be like, why do they keep insert coach's name here because sure. all we see is the product mm -hmm. we don't see what they do every day in the school we don't see how they take care of business in the classroom we don't we're not at practices so i'm glad that you talked about that uh, piece because there is more than wins and losses that goes into it yeah I, I think so and i think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that again we're, we're high school and we're dealing with you know 14 15 16 17 year olds right uh and an ever-changing you know, world one getting getting kids to buy in and be vested in something that's longer than a 15 second you know TikTok and, and things like that is, is a lot harder than what people think. It is, uh, and so I, I have great respect for all of our coaches. Uh, I'm 
proud of all of our coaches. I don't think you'll meet a more passionate group of people about their sports. Uh, and may, maybe the biggest thing that I can brag on them about is the way that they all work together. Uh, I don't. There are athletic departments out there where you know basketball is basketball and football is football, and they hate each other because they're you know. Uh, I think all of our coaches work really, really well together. What I was going to say, there's been times that maybe not the hate will, but that our coaches haven't gotten along here. Yeah, and I think so. And I think, you know, the first thing that I go over in, in our coaches' meeting in the summer is this mindset of we, us, and ours. Uh, you know, we're one athletics department, and we're going to work together, and we're going to encourage kids to do multiple things, and that means our coaches have to work together. And uh, I put that responsibility on the coaches to work out the schedule to make sure a kid can participate in both things if they want to or three things if they want to. Uh, but you look at a situation like this fall, our track is still not done. Right. That was supposed to be done in July. And so we had, you know, soccer and football sharing the field and Coach Miles and Coach Caba and Coach Lansdale and all of them worked really well together in making sure that, you know, everybody had space and needed to do what they needed to get done. You look at uh, our basketball programs. So cheer is going to be in the barn all day next Thursday. Uh, or excuse me, this Thursday. And so with that said, so our girls are going to go early in the arena and our boys push their practice back to 6.30 to 8.30. And so everybody's willing to move and to work together, probably more so than uh, I think we've done in years past. And so, at one, we've got the facility space for it, and so I'm very grateful for that. But, two, we've got coaches willing to work together kind of for the betterment of the whole department. So what I consistently hear from you is that even though, it, uh, you know, you say wins and losses are a piece sure. of it, you're really happy with the state – of your athletic department? I am happy, but I would say I'm never satisfied either. Right, right. I think we as can always get be. better. Right. Uh, but I am I am very pleased with where we're at as an athletic department. There are things that we need to do to improve. There's things I need to do to improve. Uh, and I think it, the, the day you stop trying to improve right. is probably the day you might want to hang it up just right. because there's a challenge involved. And uh, you kind of have to embrace those challenges as they come. And so, uh, you know, it's been a pretty chaotic last two weeks with some stuff that's happened and so I've been joking around with people about running towards the friction instead of running away from the friction and yeah. so but those challenges make us better and and you know I look forward to kind of having you know difficult conversations sometimes because it does move us in the right direction. So uh, can we get a friendly wager this year between uh, yourself and Mr. Luke Toy? Oh I, I'm sure I'm sure we could work something maybe out. Maybe getting close to GRC game maybe we can get Mr. Luke Toy and you back on the show. Yeah that'd be and, good and, I'd be all for could, that. And, and we could we could talk a little Clark uh, Montgomery rivalry Yeah, and maybe we could make the bet live on air. I think you'd probably have to make sure that Mr. Toy understood what a basketball looked like. Well he probably he tends does. to struggle with the, the sports balls as I he mean, would call them. <laughs> shapes are hard. <laughs> shapes are hard. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Well, anybody got anything else before we move on to the – I don't think I have any questions. Awesome. Well, I, I, I told you I was coming with the hard questions. Yeah, it was perfect. Thank I you. I mean, you basically ask who are you firing next. I did not. I mean, so, you know. Because I'm, I'm afraid it would be us. That's going to fire us. Hey, when he was talking about the uh, people that have the stake in it a while ago, I was like, we're getting really close to being having a stake in this local Montgomery County stuff. So – you heard it here first. There Breaking news. Well, and again, so I appreciate you guys. For, that's, <laughs> yeah, right. I appreciate you guys for giving our, our athletes a platform. Uh, I think probably people enjoy it much more when they're on here than you know myself or a coach, uh, and I do appreciate that. Yeah, well, it, it's a blast uh, having them on here because it's all natural. Like last week, we got, oh wow, this is pretty cool. I like this, you sure, know. And, no, and we got. Oh, God, are we going to be live? We did. Well, <laughs> we did. Oh, my gosh. I first. just came from practice. The, the girls were right. coming straight Pulling out of practice. The, like, 
phone. Oh, for so sure. Fix yeah. Yeah. Like, they'll, they'll play in front of 4,000 people, but right. put them on a podcast and on Facebook. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> My friends might see this. So, all right. So, moving on to our Kimsoft Player of the Week. Uh, coming in this past Friday with 19 tackles, two tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, making the switch from safety, safety. safety to linebacker. Jamin, I know you've been wanting this for a long time, buddy. <laughs> Jamin Kaba is our athlete of the week. Well, and you know, and he and and he made the switch out of necessity. Yeah, uh, he sure know, did. There were there, there there were some there were some things that transpired that caused Coach Kaba to have to adjust. Sure. His, uh, you know, his offense and defense. Uh, so Jamin goes to middle linebacker mm-hmm. and has a well of a game. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, you look at while we didn't get the result on the scoreboard that we wanted, you can't overlook his individual stats. No, he's well deserving. He had a he had a good Friday night. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So congratulations uh, to Jamin Cave of our Kimsoft Player of the Week. And we're going to stick with the Tutu's Dog of the Week on the Coach's Corner. And, I mean, this guy is, like, how many things? I don't know how many things we've gave him this year. And, and we could have continued to give him stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, we could have. And, um, you know, if there was an award that we had for the Dog of the Week, maybe we'll have to talk to our sponsors about that for next season. Uh, but our Tutu's Sweet Treats Dog of the Week is... No Wallace. Awesome. Well, there you so, go. I mean, For being named to the All-State, All-State team. I mean, first, first team All-State. First, first team All-State. All-State. Yeah. He had a phenomenal year. I would anticipate if he wants to, he's going to have the opportunity to go play soccer at the sure. next level. Yeah. Um, and, you know, congratulations, Noah. You, you know, I mean, Noah and Jamin both, we, you know, we say every week uh, that we're so proud of our athletes. I mean, sure. you know, I mean, to go out – and do what they've done, uh, you know, to 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 work through ad, uh, the, the the adversity, and just to keep trying to get better each and every week. Uh, you know, I'm proud of all our fall athletes. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And one more thing before we wrap up: next Thursday, you sure. announced it right yeah. while ago, November 9th at 6 p.m. We have the blue white game. Doors open at 5:30. It is free admission. However, in partnering with our Key Club. Uh, we would like any food donations, uh, canned food yep. donations, to be brought to the game. Again, free admission, but bring three hundred dollars worth of canned goods, and we'll let you in for well, sure. I mean, and that will <laughs> that goes to support our local. Right, I was going to say not three hundred, but I mean, <laughs> I'm we're, just we're, we're getting to the time of year where you know your canned vegetables are getting pretty cheap at the K. Roger and the WalMarts. So <laughs> go get you a flat of of green beans and. Bring it in and watch. Uh, you know, I mean, we we've talked about the hype train that's coming with our basketball teams. Sure. Let's go. Go out and 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 support Coach High, Coach Mays, and 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 our athletes, and support a good cause as well by donating food to our local food and pantry. Typically, yeah. Blue White Night is a fun night, right? It is like, fun. And so, like, we're going to work on. Uh, you know, we're not only gonna, we're going to utilize that time to also honor some some fall athletes who have some good successes, like you talked about with Noah. Uh, and Jamin and our girls golf team and so we'll, we're going to try to do that I think we're going to try to showcase the cheer team too for their region routine and uh, we're going to make it a fun night for everybody just to come out and enjoy uh, but I, I th- 
you would be very proud of us as a as a high school with our high school students and the amount of canned goods that they donate. You know, That's there's awesome. a pizza party on the line, like any good high school would have. But the the number of canned items that that get brought in is something you know very awesome to see. Well, and working from the uh, education standpoint. Mm-hmm. Teachers get really competitive about this too oh, because sure. listen, I don't like if we're all teachers, I don't want your class to right. bring more canned goods than my class yeah. <laughs> because that says something about me. Yeah. So, no, sir, sure. And it, it is a great opportunity for our kids to learn a little bit about giving back to the community. Uh, and so, Mr. Bugman kind of heads that up and does a really good job with it. And you go into different classrooms right now, you're going to see like one can equals this many bonus points, five cans is this many. So, like, teachers are bribing kids to bring in canned goods with bonus points. And I am available for bribery. So, if anybody <laughs> wants. <laughs> and so, and we've got, you know, a half day, you know, professional leave kind of on the line for, for the teachers whose class awesome. does that. And so, like, we're, we all kind of get into the spirit of it. And it's a great, great event. And, and I tell you, for teachers, it's amazing what you could throw. Gene days. Yep. Listen, yeah. we, you'll get four gene days if you win. Absolutely. You talk about bringing in. They will. They will cure world hunger sure. for a gene day. Well, I've not been to a, a blue white game, so I look forward to yeah. coming. I and, invite uh, all you guys that, to come so. and, and check out our two basketball teams and just have some fun with it that night. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Austin, thanks again for coming back and spending yeah, time with us, and you know maybe we'll get you back, uh, uh, like you said, with uh, Mr. Toy. And yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I'm going to work on that. I'm sure. actually going to text him later. Yep. So we'll get that set up. So, well, guys, there you have it for this week's edition of Community Trust Coaches Corner, presented by the From Corner to Corner podcast. If you haven't already, go out and give us a like on Facebook and follow us on YouTube. Also, remember to help us promote our Coaches Corner, uh, our Athlete of the Week, our Tutu's Dog of the Week, our community, our teams, our coaches, and our students. They deserve it. Catch you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.